Even the dogs. You just put your pickle on everybody's plate, college boy, and leave the hard stuff to me. God wouldn't have given you maracas if he didn't want you to shake them. And I've had the time of my life. I owe none of it to Dave. It's Dirty Dancing. Welcome to the Center Cut. I am Michael. And I am Dave. And we are excited because we have comedian, funny person, and until she deletes her Instagram, at Kelsey Kara, it is Kelsey Kara Jones. Kelsey, thank you for being here. Hey, yeah. I'm so excited. So excited to be here. I'm just bummed that people can't see the hair flip that you just did. The bouncy <laughs> hair. That was cool. Yeah, it's uh, my thing. <laughs> that was just for us. That's just for you guys. Kelsey, it's no secret that today we're going to be talking about Dirty Dancing question for you is this your favorite movie of all time and if so why (laughs) um i would say it's definitely up there it's like kind of what it's one of those movies it's not i'm not gonna say it's a great piece of cinematic work but it's pretty good and i kind (laughs) of grew up on it it's like one of the first movies i've ever seen i watched it millions of times full send i love it (laughs) that's fair i i actually read that it has been referred to as the star wars for women which is a little bit degrading. Interesting. I, yeah. but I'm offended. Star Wars yeah. sucks. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> what also goes in that group? Footloose? Oh, no, no. I would I would put Dirty Dancing and like Grease 1 and Grease 2 in the same category. Yeah. That was on that list. So. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Kelsey knows her stuff, apparently. I mean. Yeah. Screw you guys for not liking Star Wars. <laughs> anyway, so I stumbled upon Kelsey in the app, a live show, which is a virtual open mic for comedians. And she sang a song called Wrong Hole and had a joke about a bidet. So it was it was then that I knew that I had to snag her for the show and she obliged. So, Kelsey, what should people know about you? Like if people listen to you today and they're like, Kelsey's awesome. Where what do I do? I would say I have been a performer for most of my life. Any conversation with me is pretty much uh a little snippet of the Kelsey Cara Jones show. But I recently, only back in February of 2021, decided to do stand-up. So I've only been virtual so far. I love it. It doesn't really matter if people laugh at me because like, I get to have a microphone for five minutes or more and you kind of have to listen to me. And that's all I really want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do open mics on a live show app all the time. And I will be posting soon. I'm going to be doing some live shows coming up soon now that everything's open. So... I'll be posting all about it on my Instagram. That's awesome. Until you delete it. Until I delete it. I hate social media. hate it. It's the worst. (laughs) You should check Kelsey out, at least on the Alive Show app. Definitely follow her on Instagram. And for all our millions of fans, go see her live shows. Yeah, do it. So again, we are talking about Dirty Dancing today. Mm -hmm. And Dirty Dancing came out in 1987, directed by Emil Ardolino. Never heard of him before, if that's a he. (laughs) And it's starring Jennifer Grey and Patrick Swayze. Now, it was the first film to sell more than a million copies for home video. Didn't know that. Wow. Wow. And as of 2007, it has sold over 10 million copies. Take that, Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) Somehow, Dave and I have never seen this before. We've steered clear, most likely because we're not horned up women. This is one of those ones where I feel like there is a possibility I saw it sometime in my youth, but I have uh, the memory of the opposite of an elephant. A loaf of bread. A bowl of soup. Uh, Yeah, like a bowl of soup. Exactly. So I didn't remember anything other than the final dance, which we see anyway. So you're a cheater. I can't believe that you've actually seen this. Well, we'll see. I just knew the song and the dance. Okay, fine. Well, anyway, speaking of the song and the dance, the soundtrack was equally popular to the movie, maybe even more popular than the movie. The soundtrack, get this, has sold 32 million copies. Wow. And it has spawned the mega hits. I've had the time of my life, obviously. Hungry Eyes, didn't know that was from this movie. And She's Like the Wind. She's Like the Wind. The former winning an Oscar and a Grammy. Yeah, you know Patrick Swayze co-wrote She's Like the Wind. Oh, dropping that knowledge bomb. Yeah. And most importantly of all of these facts, it does rock a, wait for it, 
69 on Rotten Bingo, Tomatoes. Bingo, the magic number. Lastly, before we dive in, I just want everybody to know that I have a cold. I'm still doing this because I'm a strong boy. And if you hear the rustle of a tissue, it's because I'm blowing my nose and not because I really am into Patrick Swayze. But I'm also really <laughs> into Patrick Swayze. If you hear me ruffling a tissue, it's because I'm really into Patrick Swayze. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. What the hell are we even doing, Dave? I don't know. We watch movies and then we talk about them. People know by now. No, we watch the first 15 minutes and the last 15 minutes of Dirty Dancing. And then Kelsey here has a bunch of questions for us about the middle. See if we can flesh out what happened. I'm excited. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Dave, hit him with it. Be My Baby by the Ronettes is playing as we watch two and a half minutes of young adults dancing dirtily in black and white as the intro credits roll. It was... A full two and a half minutes, and it was long. <laughs> I have mixed feelings about the movie as a whole, I'm going to be honest, but that hot pink font, straight fire. <laughs> like, you could write anything in that font, and it would look cool. Yep. Anything. Mm-hmm. Like, fire up a I Be Shitting Daily t-shirt. I would wear that. I would rock that t-shirt. If it's in that hot pink font, iconic. It's iconic. Yeah, it does look good. I, I did a lot of searching for it to make art for this show, and I couldn't find the actual font anywhere because a lot of people I read uh, think that it's handwritten. But yeah. If I have enough fans ever to get t-shirts made, I'll make it in that font. Perfect. Please do. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yes, please. I'll buy one. <laughs> so after this two and a half minute intro scene, we're on the freeway and Baby is sitting in the back seat of the car with the rest of her family and she is narrating her own story here. We find out that it is the summer of 1963. She plans on joining the Peace Corps and she really loves Jerry Orbach. <laughs> My mind's already blown. Like the fact that this movie takes place in 1963 and her actual name is Baby changes everything I knew about it. I didn't know her name was Baby. I just thought that was like a quote from the movie. I, so I had a feeling <laughs> that her nickname was Baby. I didn't think her actual well, name I know, was Baby. Well, I know that it's not her actual name, but the fact that she's called, like everyone calls her Baby. I just thought it was like nobody puts Baby in the yeah. I, don't know. I My mind was blown that it was 1963. I didn't realize that it was released in 87 as a period piece from 63. I didn't realize that either. There's a lot of perm. There's a lot of perm going on in that movie. <laughs> There's a lot, a lot of, of 80s feel that it's like, I don't, um, this isn't actual 60s, or they didn't try hard to make it feel like No one cares. It's all good. We still yeah. love it. No. <laughs> they just look at Patrick Swayze and everything. It's fine. all good. <laughs> they arrive at Kellerman's Mountain House, which is a summer camp for families, is the best way that I could describe it. This place looks like my nightmare. I would not have enjoyed this with my family, let me tell you. The Catskills are pretty dope, though. I've been there on a road trip. I will say, though, the cell service, trash. And I imagine it was even worse. <laughs> I'd imagine it was even worse in 63. <laughs> so Newman is announcing the next activities out in the yard, and Baby's sister is being a materialistic bitch. Is she older or younger than Baby? Lisa is definitely older. That's what I thought. Mostly just because she's taller, and I, that's a thing I do. Like, I just think taller people are well, older. I don't know. That's also true. <laughs> yep. Nine times out of ten, you're probably right. Yeah. I, I think I'm right. She's definitely older. She's definitely older. Just like the okay. dynamic of the family. Yeah. Okay. So a man named Max comes up and chats with Baby's dad. Apparently, he is the owner of this mountain, and Baby's dad is his doctor. I don't think he's the owner of the mountain. I think he's the owner it's of... It's Max Sellerman. He said, it's his mountain. You came to my okay. mountain. All right. <laughs> he owns the mountain. Mount Max Kellerman. It's mountain man rules. You just got to get there yeah. and claim it first. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> he just started building and it was his. After this, he's like, you got to go check out this dance class. You'll love the instructor. And they head to this dance class. Listen, David. Michael. If I ever call a gazebo a gazebo, <laughs> please punch me square in the nose. <laughs> just knock me out because yeah, that, you it's, it's the, horrible. The gazebo. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. So they head to the gazebo and... <laughs> They have this dance class. The The leader of the class is this young, attractive girl. Baby is very bad at dancing, really bad at it. We see it a few other times in the first 15, but she's just bad at dancing in general. And then the teacher flirts with her dad a little bit. And that's the end of that. Here's a quick list of three things that I thought of off the top of my head that I would rather do than be anywhere near that gazebo. <laughs> Number one, change a tire. And I don't even do that. that I, that's what AAA is for. <laughs> Number two contract a virus and number three die oh nothing in that gazebo looked really fun. that guy with the really tall blue socks fuck that guy what about 
She goes, Penny, the, the dance instructor, she's like, come on, ladies. God wouldn't have given you maracas if he didn't want you to shake them. That doesn't entice you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't call you to the gazebo? We we have... <laughs> <laughs> we've heard a lot of different names for breasts in 80s movies starring Patrick Swayze. We have. That's one of his writers when he does a movie. You have to name breasts. Anything other than breasts. breasts. In Roadhouse, they were called Attitudes. Attitudes. That was my favorite. <laughs> oh. Oh, so good. I oh. prefer maracas. At least like you get the pictorial. Like It makes sense. Yeah. Shake, shake, shake. Shimmy. Attitudes. Anyway. You ever seen a better pair of attitudes? Yeah, what a great line in a movie. So after this, we cut to later in the day. Baby is going out for a walk. She's going to head to the main house just kind of exploring her first night there it seems like as she approaches the house she sees max inside in what looks like the dining room or something like that essentially training his waiter crew the waiter crew is filled with young college guys and he basically wants them to flirt with the daughters but keep their dicks dry (laughs) for god's sakes dance with the uggos even if they're dogs yeah it's like okay max relax But here it is, guys, the moment we've all been waiting for. Enter Patrick Swayze. He comes in looking looking fresh. His name is Johnny, and he is a very good-looking man. Amen. Yeah. There's not many other men that we've seen in movies that I would say are more attractive than Patrick Swayze. Yeah. Rest in peace. So we learn that he's part of the entertainment staff, so he's there to entertain in some way or another. Giggity. Spoiler alert, dance. (laughs) (laughs) After that, we see the the family arriving for dinner. Their waiter, Robbie, is a med student at Yale. They are eating for a little bit, and then they decide that they're going to mail their leftovers to Southeast Asia. <laughs> and baby's dad talks her up to Max. Uh, he's he's rather proud of her and the fact that she wants to change the world in the Peace Corps. Max takes this opportunity to introduce the family to his grandson, Neil who will be going to school for hotel management. Oh, what a loser. I've never wanted to kick someone in the teeth so bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor Neil. He just looks like he smells like pickles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Poor Neil. You could just tell by his Weasley face that he's just going to be so boring and baby's just going to be repulsed by it. <laughs> Listen, I, I get what you're saying, Kelsey. I kind of feel bad for him just because like he's trying so hard. But he's just he just doesn't have it. I mean, he obviously, doesn't you feel bad it. for someone who smells like pickles. I don't feel bad for him at all. <laughs> I don't feel bad for him at all. His last name is Kellerman. He has like hotels. He's a rich boy. OK, get your shit together. Nowadays, he'd be wearing boat shoes, salmon shorts and a bucket hat. And I would, his existence just pisses me off. <laughs> you've you've swayed me. You've you've swayzed me. I swayed you. <laughs> <laughs> so after this, as we've predicted, Neil and Baby are dancing. They're chatting. She's just not into it. She tells us she's going to major in economics of underdeveloped countries, which is really intense. She, you could tell she just hates this guy like us. And we also see even more proof that she's just bad at dancing. <laughs> they're, they're sanitary dancing, not dirty. Mm. Very sanitary. Yes, this is true. <laughs> Clean dancing. Yeah. Room for God. Then... Uh, <laughs> Then Tino does some taps dancing on stage. So good old Tino. <laughs> yep. Johnny and the young dance teacher that we saw from earlier come out during this time to dance a little and kind of show off and try and sell some classes. Neil makes a remark that like when they show off like this, this isn't selling classes or some bullshit like that because he's a loser. So this is after he got excited about the mambo. <laughs> the mambo. No, well, they are dancing the mambo. He gets too excited. So I too excited I, again. I mentioned that I felt bad for him. Kelsey swayed me, but I this part made me lose all respect for him when he got excited about that. I just I bet he fucks like he's doing a morning stretch. Like, uh, oh, like that's, it. that's his one move. <laughs> that's it. Poor Neil. I mean, guys like that. It's pretty predictable. Mm-hmm. So I listen, I don't she's asking about Johnny. Like, is she blind? She literally just saw him. He was talking to Kellerman in the dining room. We heard him call Johnny. Is she pretending that she doesn't know what she saw? What am I missing there? You got to play like you don't know to get more information. It's called manipulation. We're really good at it. Women, I mean. <laughs> you can't let everybody know what, you, what cards you have. You got to be a little sneaky. But what does she care what Neil thinks? Neil is Max Kellerman's son of the country club. 
you know, she's got to get it in somehow. I don't think she's trying to, uh, she really cares about Neil's opinion. I just think that she is probing for information. There you go. I have a different theory. I think they call her baby because she has the brain of a 10 month old. <laughs> Sticking oh, with it. Interesting. Rude. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's obvious from baby's expression here and her questions that she just wants some of that sways. That's a guarantee. Neil apparently has to break up his dance because he has to go prep for the games of the evening and asks if baby wants to come help. And her dad's like, yeah, of course she wants to come help, which sounds like literally the worst. Oh, you're on vacation. <laughs> help me prepare some games for 40 year olds. Fun. You know what? I figured out what Neil's problem is. Oh, have you? Everything? Uh, aside from everything, he's 18 and he looks like a post-divorce <laughs> CPA who thinks he's cool because he rides his bike to work on Fridays. Oh, my God. He's, he does not look like a teenager. That's yeah. what it is. It's the movie Magic. <laughs> but <Okay>. you're right. You're right. <laughs> you're right. Movie Magic, he was actually 43 when they were recording the movie. <laughs> well, baby, Jennifer Grey was 26 or 27. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And Swayze was like 35 or something. Hot. And still looking good. Yep. <laughs> yep. So baby goes to help with the games. Apparently that meant that she was part of the magic show and she gets cut in half. Or let me rephrase that. Gets sawed in half there by a go. magician. Can someone explain? I've never understood that magic trick. How does it work? There's two girls. I think, I think it's a trick. There's two girls in the in the one box. There's a girl who's like small enough where she can kind of lift her knees and fit into the box. And in the other one, there's another girl doing exactly the same thing. But instead of her head poking out, it's her feet poking out. Okay. You fool. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now I know. You right. just killed the magic. Right, yeah. I killed all the magic. So there was another girl on stage. If Whoever didn't figure that out. I, I wonder what her credits say. Like feet? Yeah. <laughs> feet. <laughs> Magic trick feet. Yep. <laughs> so because baby got uh, a son in half, Newman gives her a chicken. I don't know what that even means. <laughs> and then she she heads outside. She's kind of going on a walk outside because she's just done with all that garbage from inside, which who wouldn't be because she's had a hell of a night already. She just kind of walking around, sees the staff quarters, sees that there's a party up there, starts to kind of make her way up there and then convinces a staffer to let her join in. And she grabs his melons and makes her way up there. And that is the end of the first 15. Uh, right before the best part. Yeah, it did seem like there was something cool about that. Yeah. <laughs> Literally just missed <laughs> so it. So bad. I have an important question, though. Were watermelons always that long in the 60s? And we're just like used to genetically modified fat That's boys? That's what I think. I'm pretty sure. Those are the weirdest looking watermelons I've ever seen in my no, life. You are you're not awake and you've only seen the watermelons we have now like after the chemtrails. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's wild. They're so long and thin. That's what yeah, she said. Yeah, they just look like really big, uh, like, Beats <laughs> speakers. Yeah, it does. <laughs> are those watermelons metaphors for Patrick Swayze's penis? Because I think I think that they are. Ooh. He has three penises is what I'm saying. Oh, I was going to say, like, <laughs> <He has> that is... <laughs> or two very large balls <laughs> and one penis that is of the same size. Ooh, that's really unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, sucks. I don't feel bad for the, Neil the anymore. The better question is, how does he dance like that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, a lot of baby powder. <laughs> Yeah, prevent, wow, baby powder. I like prevent, it. Uh, yeah. chafing. Uh, powder of the baby. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first 15 minutes. Yeah. I am kind of upset we missed the interesting dance party. Yeah. I imagine involved some dirty dancing. It felt like it was going to be a real party up there. The second those doors open and you're introduced to the, like, the after hours crew party, I'm telling you, like that, me, eight years old, maybe seven or six, that was my sexual awakening. That scene. Watch it and tell me you don't get like the tingles. Just the dirtiest dancing. The tingles. I think I'm gonna go have. I'm gonna have to go back and watch. It's this great. Later. Yep. I enjoy tingles. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, the the last section of the movie begins at one hour twenty two minutes and fifteen seconds. We're in the middle of a conversation between Johnny and Baby, and Johnny tries to tell Baby that she can. <laughs> I don't know what she can do, but she can do it, though. Whatever it is, she can. Mm -hmm. And then Johnny goes to see baby's dad at their guest house. Now, he tries to talk about how baby really is. And her dad says he got his partner in trouble, sent her to a butcher and then moved on to my daughter. I have some <laughs> thoughts about what that could mean. I also have thoughts. I will save them for the questions. Johnny goes to say goodbye to baby. Now, while Swayze's own song, She's Like the Wind, plays, he kisses her. And then heads off in a Chevy. How badass is that? So badass. Like you kiss a girl while your own song is playing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sometimes I hear my wife laugh at my podcast from the other room, and that's like the closest that I get to that. Actually, a grocery store bagger once said, you're that rapper guy, right? And that unequivocally is cooler than Patrick Swayze kissing a girl to his own son. <laughs> I don't say. False. Oh, it totally is. Are you a rapper? I, I used to be a rapper, yeah. Oh, you're that rapper guy. <laughs> yep. So baby's looking forlorn on the porch, and then we see her belly for some reason. And her sister offers to do her hair. I am completely lost. I don't understand. Why are we looking at baby's belly? It's a sexy belly. Is we it? see it a lot in the movie. Okay. Maybe it would have meant more. I mean, I know we've been talking about the attractiveness of Patrick Swayze, but Jennifer Grey is also very pretty. Yeah. She's all right. Oh. I mean, you didn't see the middle. The middle is where all the juice and the meat is. No, you only saw like. Oh, yeah. That, that meat. You know, you saw her before her innocent, when she was innocent. That's true. You didn't see. She can do it. It's she fair. can do it. <laughs> I'm not saying I didn't like her, but I just was gravitating towards Swayze. <laughs> Who isn't, you know? Baby, mom, and dad are at the closing Kellerman's dinner. Neil's on stage singing unobtrusively, just like the way he has sex, if ever. <laughs> and the crowd is bored. I was bored. Baby's sister does a hula dance on stage. I could have muted this whole part and I would have been fine. <laughs> that song made me so angry. I know the words to it. It's so good. <laughs> And the waiter from the beginning of the movie, Robbie, walks by Baby's table and Baby's dad goes to him, hands him a check for medical school. But then Robbie thanks him for the penny situation. And this makes her dad mad for some reason. And he takes the check back. What in the world? We miss more thoughts. I have more thoughts. There's some questions. Kellerman bemoans life to Tito and Baby's sitting, still looking real emo, head in an alcove. And all of a sudden, Swayze enters the room notices baby and gives one of the most iconic lines of the 80s slash ever nobody puts baby in the corner why is this so popular it's a corner yeah it's a corner i always thought it was the i know that dave you said uh and kelsey you're saying uh i had to look in the script it's the (gasps) yeah but he said he ad-libbed it so screw you both I'm going to go with The because that's also the title of the Fall Out Boy song. Nobody puts baby in the corner. So, uh, yeah. And they probably did that because they had to. Yeah. They couldn't, they couldn't write up. use the actual name or uh, it would have been copyright. I mean, that makes sense to me. Anyway, he steals her from the table. I, I think he has a 45 record on his finger. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, he gives a speech about how awesome baby is and how he just needs to do the final dance the way he wants to do it, the way he wants to do it. Mm-hmm. And I've had the time of my life starts up and I shit you not. It plays for the final six minutes and 45 seconds of this movie. Hell yeah. <laughs> now I know why everybody knows the song is because it starts and it never ends. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now I am. I'm not going to do the next six minutes justice. I'm just not deal with it. They dance like a lot. And it looks cool as far as I can tell. Very dancey. Swayze's hip fluidity gives me an erection. Oh, yeah. So does Jennifer Grey's nose thrusting. (laughs) And here's what I don't get about dancing. Why? Why? Just have sex. Like, you know you want (laughs) to. That's for later. Like, the extra fabric just makes you sweaty. No, this is, it's all part of the foreplay, fellas. The importance of foreplay. I'm not saying no to foreplay. I'm saying you're just getting too sweaty nah. i have a problem with being sweaty the name of this movie is literally like ab- exact opposite of anything <laughs> Mike. dirty dirty and dancing two of my eight least favorite words yeah <laughs> yeah it's true you're missing out i don't get it like in solo dancing is even worse like people who just dance by themselves like that's just full body masturbation it's art i feel attacked ew i'd rather drown in a puddle i don't get it okay and some people don't get talking into a microphone and talking about movies yeah you bully yeah, it's just a jerk sometimes, you know. That's what know. I deal with I on just, a regular basis. I just, I don't, I don't understand dancing. And because do you it. don't understand it, you assume that it has no place in society or culture. I'm, wow. I'm not, I'm not saying that it has no place in society or culture. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, just get it over with, is what you were yeah, literally exactly yeah. said. Just don't do it around me. <laughs> I yeah, I think that's Keep it. it. Clean. So anyway, Swayze. He does a slow-mo jump off the stage, and it is fantastic. The jump is fantastic. What happens after the jump is far more fantastic. <laughs> yeah, he does a bunch of weird dance moves on the ground, and and then he thriller dances with the extras up to Baby. <laughs> who's She's just like awkwardly bopping around up on stage still. 
it's that solo dancing. I can't. Well, everyone's I can't get into everyone's it. fucking looking at Patrick Swayze. She could literally be like just stripping up there, and no one give a shit. Yeah, she's watching. She's waiting for her cue. Also, best part in this whole thing that I could watch over and over and over again is after he jumps off the stage, he hits the ground and he goes low below the camera, and then he pops back up like in the camera's view and then starts dancing. I could watch that three seconds over and over again and it gets me every time. It's fantastic. The choreography is brilliant. Yeah. His mom was a dance teacher, so I understand why he's so good. Wow, that makes sense. Yeah, what's the point of that career? <laughs> look, where it, look where it got our son. <laughs> yeah. I We haven't talked about it yet, but my favorite part of the movie is watching the extras dance because they are goofy AF. Patrick Swayze, good dancer. Jennifer Grey, post the first 15 minutes, good dancer. Everybody else in this, else in this movie, not good dancers. Who are you? Who are you to be saying this now? Yeah. You, I, your, your opinion about dancing has gone out the window. All right, fine. Also, you've brought up a, probably the biggest plot hole that I could see in this whole movie is they're only staying at this place for three weeks. How does baby go from terrible dancing we see in the first 15 minutes to being able to dance on a stage in front of hundreds of people do a really good job in three damn weeks Patrick Patrick you missed the scene where he takes her hand and puts it on his chest so she can feel his heartbeat and then she gets it she feels the music that was it she just needed to feel his heart huh he opens her up more magic both literally and figuratively yes the Swayze magic I get it this movie is about Swayze he could slip and fall in a pile of ham sandwiches while wearing Crocs and still look suave (laughs) jealous I'm jealous of Patrick Swayze now we get another I'm guessing iconic moment as baby runs to Johnny and he holds her up like a beautiful flying songbird or some shit and then there's more dancing. You're guessing iconic moment, please. Are you serious? I've never, I don't, I've never That's seen the movie. The How most iconic moment in all movies ever to have, ever have happened in the entire universe of Everness. <laughs> Everyone knows that. Well, that might be a little bit of an example. I'm gonna say the part where <laughs> that song comes on. Simba is held up on the mountain and Lion oh. King is more iconic. I mean, it's, I think it's like, it's, it's like Luke, I am your father. Also iconic. <laughs> Ugh, <gross>. <laughs> yeah, you guys hate it, but it's still iconic. More people would know that than the dancing sways. But no, I'm on, I'm on Kelsey's side on this one. So baby's dad apologizes to Johnny. Neil gets funky with her mom and every man, woman and child is getting down to the music. And if I was in that room, I'd be the one grumpy, stubborn twat who wouldn't move from a seat. David, you know me. I'm all free and pussy. I just <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try to shoehorn that into what every episode we- now. <laughs> <laughs> I said that last episode, and I'm now every episode I'm gonna try to shoehorn it in. I like it. Amen. Dancing foreplay. It's a catchphrase. I'm glad you finally stumbled on your catchphrase. Yeah. It's a good catchphrase. Perfect. Yeah, we can put that all over t-shirts. <laughs> Wonderful. I'll buy one. And some really sweet font. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm getting it in every episode now. So the dirty dancing <laughs> The Dirty Dancing Mayhem continues. Johnny mouths the chorus of the song that's still playing to baby. They kiss a lot and then credits. And finally, the song is over. Sad. Yeah. And that's the movie. And Kelsey just shed, shed a single, a single tear. tear. It's beautiful. That scene is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I, I'm i going to be honest. Johnny mouthing the lyrics kind of took me out of it. They gave me goosebumps. <laughs> I don't know. He just like. Gave me it, tingles. Yeah, more tingles. Really? I felt. Like, okay, this is nice. Like, they've connected. They did the lift. They're dancing close. He was moved by her. She was moved by him. But then he just, like, goofily sang the song. And that, it, I don't know, it was just too goofy. It was romantic. That made it almost, it, yeah, it made it more real for me. It's like, that's really? something stupid and corny that I would do. And I was like, okay, it's like a no- he's a normal dude. He wants her to know. Exactly. You're not Patrick Swayze. He had the time of his life. Yeah. Okay. It's all because of you. I've been outnumbered. Correct. Well, that is the first and last 15 minutes. Before we dive into the questions, I think it's time for Santa Commercial. It's Santa Commercial time. Today's episode is brought to you by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for podcasters to monetize their podcast. It's a flat rate per ad, and you pick the ads you want to put in your show. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that will not put you in a corner, baby. That's podgo.co at p-o-d-g-o dot c-o. And be sure to add the center cut in the how did you hear about podgo section of the application. Center cut tested and center cut approved, baby. Baby. 
And now Kelsey has so many questions to quiz us. And Dave, as usual, I will beat you. Yeah, I mean, probably. Okay. First question. I'm ready for this. What is baby's real name? I appreciate the softball to get this started. Mm -hmm. And it is Francis Lock It In. Yep. It's Francis Houseman. Yep. All right, cool. You guys both got it right. Okay. What did baby carry into the after hours dancing crew party? So she carried in a cast of Patrick Swayze's balls, also known as a watermelon. (laughs) No, it's two for two. It's a watermelon. Lock it in. I said watermelon. Yes. And uh, her famous line, the first thing she says to Johnny Castle is, I carried a watermelon. It's iconic. Ah. Anytime you see someone carrying a watermelon, you just now you're going to have to say it. I'm going to say it now. Yep. All All right. right. Two, Two to two. So why does baby have to be Johnny Castle's dance partner? Why does she have to replace his old partner? This, I think, is the question. Mm-hmm. And I I think Penny is the rocket girl from the first section. So Agreed. putting some context clues together, I think that she's getting an abortion. Now, the dad thinks it's Johnny's baby, or I guess anti-baby, but it's that silly Guido, and I can say that, I'm Italian. It's Robbie. And ironically, Penny loses a baby and Johnny gains one, baby <laughs> houseman. It's the universe's version of baby math. Robbie, a waiter who has patrons saying, feed us, is the reason a feed us has to be terminated. I can keep going with this. That's brilliant. And that was really bad. Thank That's you. Brilliant. He always says I can keep going at the end of all the ones that he thought of. So like, hey, Michael, why don't you keep going? I, I, I was enjoying that so much. I'd appreciate you to continue. Penny has a toddler ended and last week we recorded an episode with the toddler podcast nope no okay <laughs> uh, well, good try though great answer. all right dave you're up what do you got dave okay i think that penny hurt herself practicing with johnny broke something maybe a leg or ankle something like that and robbie tried to do some kind of surgery on her to fix it and botched it so bad that Doc needed to fucking get in there and fix it. Wow. Well, there you go. You touched on another question I had, which is why Why did uh, Baby need her father to come help Penny? But the correct answer is Penny had a botched abortion. Fuck. Remember, it's 1963. Woo! Oh, feeling great. Now, was <laughs> it Robbie's baby or not baby? Yeah, it was Robbie's baby. Robbie the Creep. Robbie the Creep, they call him. Feeling good, Dave. I'm feeling great. Wow. That ruined a lot of my answers. I'm sad. (laughs) All right. We'll get there. So when it comes to dancing with Johnny, the steps aren't enough. You need to what? You need to feel it in your loins. Wow. My answer is very close to that. I think it's you need to feel the rhythm in your heart and the passion in your loins. You know, I like feel it in your loins because it's a very dirty sexual movie. I also like feel it in your heart. Because that whole heartbeat on the hand on the heartbeat mm-hmm. thing, the correct mm-hmm. answer is just feel the music. So you're both kind of right. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> that sucks. Three to two, Dave. You have to feel the rhythm. You have to feel the rhyme. You have to right. feel it. Yeah. Just feel it. Okay. When dancing with Johnny, what kind of arms does he not like? Those flabby old lady arms, like the kind I'm going to have in 10 years now that I'm not a butcher and I work a desk job. (laughs) The kind where if you move your arm quick, like the flubbery part has like a split second delay and then it swings by and you could knock out a toddler. (laughs) Close. My answer is just stiff. Ah, see, you know what? Then out of the two answers, Dave, I'm not going to have to give you any points for that because the correct answer is spaghetti arms. And Michael was closest. I'm taking it. No spaghetti arms. Yeah. Flabby arms. Flabby spaghetti. Oh, I'm so good at this. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Why does Johnny smash a hole in the window of his car? Because he's angry. Yeah, crushed it. Go in more in depth than that. Well, okay, fine. Well, I think he's really sweaty from dancing, and the little thing that rolls it down gets broken. So it's either like perspire to death or break the window. No, I. That's that's a stupid answer. I'm I'm changing my answer. I think that he's mad at baby's dad for taking her away from him. So he punches it like a Kyle punching drywall. He locked his keys in the car. So. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. So, All right. Well, no points. no points. So when he does this, he's on his way bringing baby to go practice dancing. So where does he bring baby 
to practice the lift, that iconic lift. So Woodstock is in the Catskills region, geographically. Correct. Now, this would have been pre the first Woodstock concert, but I could see the movie making a nod to that and going out to some random farm in Woodstock since it's like a big open field where she can run and they can roll around in the hay. Hey! Unused cabin that's just kind of in the woods of the mountain resort. I mean, you guys are kind of on the right path, but the answer I'm looking for specifically to practice the lift, Johnny takes baby into the lake. Into a lake? Oh, that makes the, sense. The best place to practice the lift is in the water. Yeah, that makes sense. She falls and she yeah. lands in the water. Yeah, but how can you run to get to him in the water? Just, that's, you know, that's just the poor. lift part. Just the lift part. They had to graduate oh, to that. We missed a baby and Johnny water scene. That's sad. Bummer. Now I'm definitely going back and watching it. <laughs> so when baby accompanies Johnny to perform at the Shell Drake Motel or hotel, what dance do they perform? Gotta be the mamba. My thought process is that they dance a mamba at the end, and she saw the mamba in the beginning. And also, she learned to dance in three goddamn weeks. There's no way she could have learned more than one dance. I don't know anything about dancing. Now, I did watch season two of Dancing with the Stars because my favorite athlete, Jerry Rice, was on it. You know, he finished second place to Drew Lachey, and I've never been more mad at 98 Degrees. My point, though, is I don't know shit about dancing. Now, I Googled dance moves, so I could at least have a reasonable answer here. And Google... This is a true story. Google only gave me eight options as follows. <laughs> Hip hop dance, <laughs> swing, Charleston, moonwalk, the twist, chasse, which they're already starting to lose me, ball change. I don't even want to know what that is. And grapevine. What in the world? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've heard of the grapevine. I got to go with the grapevine. The grapevine. Um, the correct answer is the mamba. Oh, shit. David, you're catching up. Come back. Four to three. I'll give you a little spoiler alert. When she performs the dance with Johnny at the Sheldrake, she does not do the lift. She messes up. Do you know what she does instead of doing the lift? I think that she does awkward jazz hands, like a sad clown. And Johnny was real mad about it. Maybe that's why he punched his window. (laughs) If you're going to act like a clown, I'm going to try to squeeze you into this little clown car and then smash. She kicks out the window. I hear myself talking and I hate the words that are coming out. (laughs) <laughs> but I think that she does awkward jazz hands like a sad cloud. Lock it in. I think that on, on her run up, she actually trips and ends up doing kind of like a front roll, like a like a kid learning somersault. how to do a tumble. Yeah, somersault. And then no. and then stands up and they continue the dance. You're hard wrong. <laughs> she definitely doesn't do jazz hands. Like, well, walk up like actually, this. Actually. <laughs> oh, God. She does this like hand jive thumb motion which no one can see me but you I guys think that's close enough that i should get at least it's half not, a point it's closer it's closer than uh, tumbling i'm taking half a yeah, point I mean, she does, does she does motions with her hand, hand. that yeah. is half a point oh god it feels good to be me <laughs> you were so wrong you're just getting credit because it used her hands i mean good job. you know it's pretty close enough better than a somersault <laughs> it's the same imagery it's the same imagery she's doing yeah. something that's the whole thing. Jazz hands. Jazz, you don't know. Like, there's no there's no rules to jazz. Jazz means you can do anything. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, says the man who knows so much about dance. Oh. So we said um that they normally perform the mamba at the end of the year, the final dance. But what does Neil suggest Johnny perform instead of the usual mamba? What kind of dance? The waltz. I almost thought that because that's boring, but I went mm. with ball change. <laughs> I think it's going to be something bland because that's Neil. And what's what's more boring than the locomotion? It was all the rage in night in 62, 63. Come on, Johnny, do the locomotion. Lock it in. <laughs> well, he actually says the pachanga and he says jazz hands when he says it. So you're missing out. <laughs> the pachanga the is pachanga. the right answer. What is, is that a real dance? I have no idea. But <laughs> Not according to Google. <laughs> <laughs> really? All right. <laughs> all righty then. Four and a half to three, David. (laughs) All right, let's see. So when Johnny is accused of stealing Mr. Pressman's wallet, how does baby know he was innocent? Because he had his hands in her front pocket at the time, if you know what I'm talking about. They were fooling around and Swayze was fist deep in her lady wallet. Oh, Jesus. No, I think it's uh, similar, but kind of the other way around is that in in the dance, she kind of worked her hands down to his butt and didn't feel a wallet there. So knew that there wasn't that he didn't steal anything because she was in his pockets. Mm. Of his actual pants. Hard wrong. The correct answer 
was that baby was with him all night. I think that, that I get credit for that. No, no. Yes, so do I. No. I said uh, that they were dancing yeah, she, and you said they, they were, were fucking. They, they were fucking. They were not dancing. So I think I, I think I get that right. You do. Ugh. You do. You were be, I mean, you Thank were being you. silly with it, but you were alluding to consensual yeah, sex. Still, exactly. And that's what was happening. Exactly. That's how she knows. Five and a half to three, David, eat that. So there's a scene where Baby is running back to tell Johnny in his guest house that she stuck up with him and told everybody that he was innocent. He didn't steal the wallet. In the background, you can hear a like a news broadcaster over the background, over a radio, announcing sports news. I don't know what you call it, sports news. And they say that the Mets have finally broken their how many game losing streak. In 1963. So if you know anything about the Mets and sports. 15. Oh, man. That, I was going to go right around there. I'm going to say 17. All right. Michael, you win. It's 22 game losing streak. Six and a half. Six and a half, David. So it seems like nothing has changed. Yep. <laughs> During the end of the year sing-along, that wonderful song you guys were complaining about, what are the guests of the Kellerman Country Club encouraged to join? They're encur- during the song, they're encouraged to join something. What are they encouraged to join? Join in on saying goodbye. <laughs> kind of. Join the chorus, I guess. The correct answer is to join hands and hearts and voices, voices, hearts, and hands. Wow. I, that is zero <laughs> points. That song was rough. Okay, here we go. According to Penny... Men are the boss on the dance floor, and it was 1963. So work. <laughs> no, this is in the first 15 minutes, David. If you were paying attention, it is. The answer is nowhere else. Ding ding ding. This was set in the gazebo. Yes. <laughs> uh, and this is a true statement. My wife claims that I wear the pants in the relationship, but a anybody that knows me knows that I don't wear pants anywhere, like ever. I'm not wearing pants right now. My shades are always down and my blinds are always closed because I don't want my neighbors to gawk at my pale thighs. And B, my wife guilts me into whatever she wants and she knows it. (laughs) But man is the boss nowhere else. Lock it in. Seven and a half to three. That is absolutely correct. They're the boss on the dance floor and nowhere else. David, I'm going to double your points. Congratulations. (laughs) I am Patrick Swayze and you are Neil. (laughs) (laughs) This is a multiple choice. Which of the following is a thing Lisa Houseman wants in her hula song at the talent show? A, a blue banana. B, a yellow submarine. C, a purple iguana. Or D, a blue hula hoop. So I went into this like an SAT question. Now you (laughs) need to narrow it down to two. Mm -hmm. Now yellow submarine, out. This was pre-Beatles as Baby narrated at the beginning. Purple Iguana is out because that's just a legend of the Hidden Temple team. (laughs) So we're between Blue Banana and Blue Hula Hoop. And I just can't conceive why you would ever want a Blue Banana. Like, that's moldy, bro. And I also can't understand why you'd want a Blue Hula Hoop. But this was the 60s, and that's probably more entertaining than listening to some radio show or watching some, like, black and white laughing bullshit. So I'm going to go D, Blue Hula Hoop, because that is the most boring answer. Lock it in. I narrowed it down to the two blue answers as well, but I'm going blue banana. All right. The answer is A, a blue banana. Really? Yeah. Wow. wow. Why? Um, You have to hear the song. You got to hear the song. Honestly, because <laughs> the worst character in this whole movie is Lisa Houseman. Just because the way she talks and the way she sings, I I don't even want to do it justice. She just, You just need to listen to her whole song. And you'll know. So she wants a blue banana in her hula? That's how she sings. If anyone. A blue banana. I really want to. Why would you want a blue banana in your hula? That sounds dirty and I don't like it. I'm not into it. I mean, yeah, I mean, you're right. All right. <laughs> You put everything in the gutter. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's correct. So was that the last question? Here's a question. See, I want to ask this one, but I feel like I'm doing it anyway. What is baby planning on majoring in in school? Economics of underdeveloped countries. Yep. She did talk about that. I just. Unless Swayze convinced her to change to dance. (laughs) That that would have been a good trick question. 
this doesn't make any sense to me though like why would you learn about that don't their economies suck if they're underdeveloped she wants to join the peace corps and she wants to go help them what's wrong with you (laughs) I think it's just a joke she's making to Neil. Like, I, I no. no, she wants to go into the Peace Corps. She wants to learn about the actual economics right. of underdeveloped countries so she Whatever. can go there and try and help. If that was a joke, it went over my head as well. Eight and a half to five. I'll do one last question. What candy does Johnny say he survived off of? Think about the time. I'm going to go with Necco wafers Ugh. because Gross. they are they're just an old person candy and they're horrible. No, actually, I like them, and they have many, but they have many different flavors. So I think you could live off of them. Like you, could, one of them I'm sure probably tastes like broccoli. There's probably a broccoli <laughs> necco wafer. So you eat that one for dinner, and then there's obviously dessert ones. You have the root beer one as a drink. So yeah, I'm gonna go with necco wafers. It's there's a meal to be had there. <laughs> My answer is red vines. So I think red vines is closest to what this is. The correct answer is jujubes. Ah. Back when he was when he was living on the streets before he was a dance instructor. Now all these women are throwing himself at him. All right, giving them money. I'll give you a point, David, and it's still eight and a half to six. <laughs> yeah, so. I mean that's fine. And that's not that bad. I am happy to win, Kelsey. Those were great questions. Thank you. There are a lot of good ones in there. I think this is the most amount of points I've ever had in one of these quizzes. But now you got to go watch the movie. It's on HBO, so you don't even have to pay what? anything for it, Kelsey. We both really appreciate you for doing this. Now, we've talked about it at the top. You know, obviously, a great follow at Kelsey Kara. But, Kelsey, again, if people enjoyed you today, which they obviously did, of course, where should they find you? What should they do? Yeah, follow me at Kelsey Kara on Instagram. It's K E L L S I E because I'm complicated and special and different. I'm a unique snowflake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can. Ch- I mean, I'm always on a live show app. I definitely suggest if you like funny people, you should definitely download that app because it's awesome. There's live shows every night and everyone's so hilarious. Super cool. Follow me on Instagram and I'll be posting where you can find me and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Yes. I have signed up for live show app as a performer. I will eventually do a set. So you should probably download the app and maybe you'll see me and Kelsey even perform on the same night one time. She just got done telling them that people are funny on it. Screw you, David. <laughs> so, no, but one other thing I we needed to talk about real quick here, Kelsey, before you leave. You mentioned in one of your sets once that you have a bidet. <laughs> now, I don't know if that's true or just part of your set. Me and David have an ongoing argument over the course of this podcast. I am pro one ply and David is everything but one ply yeah because i'm not a savage (laughs) so i guess whose side are you on? wait a second wait a second you're saying that you prefer single ply toilet paper to anything else and you say i'll use anything but one single like you'll use a leaf before you use single ply oh no like i no (laughs) no he positioned that wrong i am i position it as he is a fan of using sandpaper to wipe his asshole and i am a fan of using nice comfortable two ply or more toilet paper yeah um i would say neither because i have a bidet and i love it and my butt's actually clean (laughs) well Well, as everybody that listens to this podcast know i only shit in the morning and i shower immediately after and if i have to shit after a shower i am dead for the rest of the day like don't even come see me I don't want to be anywhere near any humans. I'd like to see like what supplements you take, but you're pretty regular. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> good, good for you. <laughs> One ply for life, bro. You're cheap. You're cheap. It, yeah, exa- that is exactly the reason. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the feeling or how much he likes it. He's just a cheap. Get a day. It's true. No, Scott's Scott's One Ply for Life. I mean, I, I, I'm not sponsored, but you know, you all know that brand. I don't know how much it cost. It was like under a hundred bucks and I installed it myself. So I do it. Buttholes are us. <laughs> perfect. Yeah. And I think that's the perfect way to end this episode. Buttholes are us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you so much for being on. Kelsey. Thank you. It was a blast. Well, 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 thank you so much again, Kelsey, for being on the show. That was a pleasure before we put this episode in the corner. I think it is time for center counts. <laughs> I give this a four. Four out of seven? I give it a three out of seven. Why four? Why four? Because Patrick Swayze is a beautiful man, and Jennifer Grey was very pretty. That's it? It's enough to give it a four? (laughs) It had Jerry Orbach. It had Lorelai's mom. It had Newman. I mean, 
Yeah. How could you give it less than a four? Well, I gave it a three, but I, in addition to giving this a three, I have to retroactively move Roadhouse from a four to a five. In retrospect, I had rated Roadhouse too low. I think I'm in love with Patrick Swayze. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This movie bites, but hot damn, I see why women love it. He's a hunk. He just is. That first scene where he walks in. Oh, like, so cool looking. Quivered. He just, listen, Patrick Swayze erases some of the clear warts of this thing. Plus, that damn time of my life song has been stuck in my head since watching the end. Jesus Christ, it is so catchy. It is. unreal. And most importantly, I think, of all of this, I'm obsessed with those watermelons. I've just never seen them so long in my entire life. Massive, long, thin watermelons. (laughs) They're incredible. I just can't get them out of my head. They were crossed with cucumbers. Yeah, well, they're from the cucumber family, watermelons are. Oh. So is there a cucumber family? Well, I meant cucumbers are part of the, the watermelon family, I guess, is the more appropriate way to put it. Really? Yeah. Is there cucumbers also a watermelon family or are you just they're saying just, they're all the, melons, the melon family? What I'm saying is, yes, cucumbers is and cucumber melons fall in the in the melon category. It does. It does. Interesting. Yeah, it's like a really shitty <laughs> melon. Anyway, this film, it definitely puts the dirt in dirty. There's just a few things that really bring it up from the floor for me. So I, I'm going with a three out of seven. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I think that just about wraps it up for Dirty Dancing Dave. What do we have coming down the pike? It's been so, so dirty. Coming up next week, we have our typical center chat coming out. We're going to be discussing all of the Swayze's. Would you rather have to dance with Dalton from Roadhouse or fight Johnny from Dirty Dancing? Ooh, I like it's like the we're twisting the two things yeah. that they're good at. Oh, it's like we, we we came at you and you thought one thing and then wham, we do something else. Because, listen, if we had just done fight Dalton or dance with Johnny, every single person in the entire universe would rather dance with Johnny. Yeah, because Dalton's going to rip out my throat and <laughs> murder me. Yeah. So we had to do a little bit of a twist here, but I'm, I'm excited ah. to discuss that. But after that, our next proper episode, we are going to be covering a new Netflix show called Jupiter's Legacy on May 26th. Yes. And the show itself is actually it just came out on May 7th. So if you haven't checked that out. And uh, hopefully it's good. We don't know. We're recording this before the show even airs. So taking a gamble, baby. Gamble, gamble, baby. That is it. It's our typical closing stuff here. You know, if you have any feedback, please send it to the centercutcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And you can hit us up on all the social medias. But the major one is Instagram. Absolutely hit us up there. You can weigh in on center chats when they come out. You can check out some of our, our art and send us some feedback or suggestions through there. Yes, please. Well, David. Let's put this episode in the corner where it belongs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like the tight space between Johnny and baby, it's always better in the center. Mm-hmm.